Welcome to another episode of Evoking the Sublime. This is a special episode, as this episode is going to celebrate Father's Day, albeit a week late. And what better way to celebrate it than to be joined by my father, John. Dad, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Good. I know it's pretty early for you. I appreciate you taking your time i know you gotta work in like two hours so thank you for making time for this i'm excited yeah yeah it's no problem yeah so today we're going to be talking about my favorite video game system of all time and the system that got me into gaming in the first place which is the sega genesis um the first question i wanted to ask you is was about your interest in the console. So it was released in Japan in 1988 and in North America in 1989, which was coincidentally the year I was born. When did you first pick up the Sega Genesis and why did you choose the Sega Genesis? Okay, so um, I had been playing a lot of Nintendo, Zelda, of course, Legend of Zelda. Um, it's unfortunate that I have to admit this, but after breaking two Nintendo consoles with frustration of The Legend of Zelda, <laughs> I had gone down to uh, this little store not far from where we lived called Starway. I think that was the name of it. It was a yes. little like, convenience store that sold candy and but had a big, big selection of uh, video games. And, and I always bought my consoles from there. They always sold reconditioned consoles for 25 bucks. So That's I went super down cheap. there. Yeah, I went down there, and uh, they were out. And I decided to try Sega Genesis. So I rented a Sega Genesis, and I think the first game I played was um, Strider. Oh, Strider! <clears throat> and, such a uh, good game. Yeah, yeah. So I played that. The graphics were much, much better than the the the, the Nintendo console. So I went out and bought it, and. Uh, when I bought it, I bought the adapter to play the old games as well, and it was just the the graphics on it were a lot of fun. So, are, are much better than the graphics on the Nintendo. And uh, from there, I just kind of forgot about Nintendo and focused on Sega Genesis. That's awesome, you know. And to give the people who are listening a little backstory, Morgan has talked about this on the Chompcast, but Starway was this really old convenience store back in the city that i grew up in and morgan currently lives um it was it was this awesome shop owned by this really nice guy and tragically i think it was about 15 14 years ago someone came in tried to rob the place and shot the guy the guy lived and then he moved away so it was just kind of, kind of this crazy story but i actually remember um, when I was a child, we kind of moved back to that area when when I think I was like in my early teens or just coming into my teens. And I would go there and look at some of the old games that um, the guy had. And so it's kind of cool that it came full circle. I didn't actually know that that was uh, where you first bought a Sega Genesis. Well, it's where I first rented a Sega Genesis. I um, From there, I think uh, I want to say I bought my first Sega Genesis. That's so long ago. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say I probably bought it from... Um, it would either have been Target or Shopco. 
oh one of those God. two places. Yeah. Um, or maybe maybe even um, actually. Shit, I don't even remember if GameStop was even open back. I no, I have no recollection where I got the system. I just remember buying it, and uh, there was a guy I played video games with. We'd meet up maybe once or twice a month and just play like from six o'clock at night till six o'clock the next morning. And he would break out his Nintendo, and we would play the very first um, Final Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I, we'd break out the Sega Genesis and we'd play Ghost and Ghouls. And uh, we ended up playing Ghost and Ghouls a lot more than the uh, Final Fantasy. The graphics were just amazing. And it was it was fun to sit there and play that game. Because the older games, you couldn't save files and you couldn't... You couldn't... <laughs> you got three chances to get through the whole game. And you could, you could, you could renew, of course, but um, there was no saving from where you were at and... In, in some of the games so yeah yeah it's it's interesting because that kind of actually leads into my next question like with the sega genesis boasting true 16-bit graphics and cpu for the first time because right before the genesis released um earlier that year the turbo graphics machine came out and it boasted 16-bit graphics but the cpu was only um 8-bit so it wasn't a true 16-bit console the sega genesis was the first true 16-bit console and so i wanted you to talk a little bit about how big of a deal that was at the time it came out like just not just with you obviously i mean that's part of the equation but with just the gaming world and the gaming spectrum as a whole well, um, unfortunately, <laughs> you're talking to the wrong guy about the gaming world because I kind of lived in my own little bubble. Uh, what it did is um, my friend, once I bought it, he's, and, and two of my friends actually, when they saw it, they, they both went out and bought Sega Genesis immediately. Um, the, the, to be honest with you, though, my favorite games uh, were the, the old games, the ones that you had to have the adapter for. They, oh, the they were Sega Master System adapter. Because yeah. that was the yeah, console that, that came before it. Right, and I I didn't even, even know that existed because uh, everybody was playing Nintendo, of course. But uh, I, went, I, I enjoyed those games because they took longer and uh, they were a bit more challenging than some of like strider strider wasn't very hard i mean it was just memorization um there was uh, another game sword of vermilion which yes. the graphics which the graphics were really great however um you, it was like a walk in a park everything was explained you had this little booklet that walked you through everything but i know that what i think what sega genesis did with the graphics really spurned on a lot of the other companies coming out um Unfortunately for Sega Genesis, in some ways, I think, because then PlayStation came along, um, and then eventually, of course, the Xbox. But um, I know that when Sega Genesis came out, it was extremely hard to find the games. It was I, I remember that being an issue for a little while, and then, of course, being in the military, we had our own little department store, and for me, it was easy to get the games because... Even though there were a lot of gamers, um, the, the the department store or what we call the base exchange always had plenty of games in stock because you always had kids from all over the, the world and not everybody enjoyed the what was available in Montana. So they, they always kept the video games pretty well stocked. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's, it's really interesting that you mentioned that because like there's so many different vantage points, like sort of vermilion. I still think is an awesome game. Like it was such an, it was such an underrated game for its time just because it was this, like you, you were in town and you're kind of just walking around and it had this isometric view or this top down view. And then when you left the town, it was kind of like a dungeon crawler view, like this first person view. And when you'd get into a battle, it was like real time action hack and slash. But then when you'd fight the bosses, it was like a side side scrolling view boss fight. It was it was such a peculiar game. But um, it's interesting that you said you you had an easy time with it because obviously. Um, I played that game at a very young age, and then when I got older, I tried playing it again, and I, I eventually beat it. But I didn't have that booklet, you know. And now I have the I have the internet, so it's like you know theoretically easier for me. But I tried my best not to, you know, spoil those things. But like that's that game is kind of indicative of where gaming was at the time, where you know you had those booklets. Um, for some games like Fantasy Star 2, which detailed everything, but also the games were so challenging. You mentioned uh, Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, that was such a difficult game. And a lot like I know you you're not as big into gaming anymore, but now a lot of people label those games as Dark Souls-esque type games, which like more modern games, but they're not that they're just, they hearken back to the old school difficulty. Like games, I feel like were so much more difficult in the past. Well, I feel the same way. You mentioned fantasy star. Um, when you played it for the master system, it, it had the exact same, I'm assuming that when they, they developed certain games, uh, sort of a million being the one we're discussing. I, it reminds me a lot of the original fantasy star. With the exception that the original Fantasy Star was, in my opinion, far more difficult because you didn't have a booklet to guide you if you if you wanted to cheat, so to speak, um, and you would get into some of these dungeons in Fantasy Star, and if you didn't remember where you were going, you were stuck in that dungeon for quite some time. So I think that what happened was, and I don't know, you know more than me. You kind of follow the lore and the. The, the facts and the, everything that goes on with video games, but it seemed to me that they, they <laughs> for lack of a better way of saying, dumbed down video games a little bit to make them a lot more interesting and keep people engaged so that they played. I mean, when, when, when you took over the, uh, that, what was that, uh, Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. When I bought that game, and I think I played it four times, and that was it. You took it, and I never saw it again. Um <laughs> <laughs> which was fine because I didn't really wasn't really into the whole anime thing and that kind of had that style I think to it um, it was a great game it was fun but there was um, for me that's kind of why I left video games it was kind of lacking um, it, it wasn't until recently that I pl I've played a few um, I've bought a bunch and they just kind of sit in the cases because I just don't have the time right now but I think now they're kind of coming back and creating games that are challenging. They're more engaging. Um, I know Skyrim was a huge game for the RPG world. Um, I, I never really played Skyrim. I was more more into the Kingdoms of Amalar, which again, 
it's a, the graphics were great. It was fun to look at. It was a, a visually very uh, enticing Indian. game. It was yeah. one of those games that drew you in just because of the beauty of the game. But <laughs> when you fought the big boss and you and you and you won, yeah. you're left with the feeling of that's it. That's that's all I get out of this game. <laughs> right. I, and I remember when that game came out, I pre-ordered it. I pre-ordered the big book. I was so excited for that game, and I still play it. But it was just it was a letdown in comparison when we're talking about the older games and how difficult they were and how challenging they were. And and, and if you played like the Fantasy Stars or the Wise, uh, or um, one of my favorite was Miracle Warriors. When you played those games, you actually had to write things down and even make. Some people I knew, I talked to a guy that he played all the old games and he would make little, uh, like get out the, the graph paper and, and graph out the dungeon so he didn't get lost. Yeah, that's what you had to do during that time. Like exactly what you're saying. They, they didn't have like the comprehensive strategy guides or the internet. Like some games had booklets. Uh, the original Fantasy Star for the Sega Master System did not have a massive comprehensive booklet. And that's part of where the difficulty lies. Like you have th- like Fantasy Star is one of the best Sega games in my opinion of all time. And um th- there was no handholding in that game. They literally just dropped you in and said have fun, figure it out. It was like a true RPG. Right. It was um, like, yeah, it was like you were playing. You're sitting down, unfortunately, by yourself, but you were playing uh, almost a D&D style game. I know that's what RPGs try to emulate, but a lot of them fall short of the mark. But it, the only thing that, it, that you could say, and I don't know who, anything about designing games, but if you found somebody that had played, a, that set up a game like Fantasy Star with maybe somebody, you, you didn't, you wouldn't need like a, technically like a dungeon master but if you you could play in that kind of kind of like a skyrim but more of a D setting i know this sounds ridiculous but if you were able to play like pick five people go into a platform and it would be like D and you would have none of the answers i think there would be a lot of people especially right now with what's going on in the world with covid19 and everything happening and people are kind of well more people should be more staying at home and i'm guilty of not doing it but gaming might have a a new level a new platform if you were to basically say all right pick five of your best friends and you can there's got to be a platform for gaming kind of like skype where you can sit down and you guys can go through things together and and see a screen where and i know this is this is a little ridiculous sounding but you know that would be i think that would be an an amazing experience yeah i mean that Actually, so there there are a lot of free free websites now where you can do like tabletop gaming and D and D style gaming online. Discord is huge for that. Discord is like a chat app. I'm not sure how familiar you are with Discord, but like there are a lot of resources out there, and some people even like for Twitch streams will do D and D campaigns. Yeah, so, I've seen that. I've seen that on YouTube. There's a, there's a huge following for a lot of that. I'm I'm speaking more along the lines of creating a video game like Fantasy uh, Star, where people don't necessarily um, engage with just looking at each other and saying, "Okay, I'm going to move my little figure to this square." I'm talking about actually playing a game where you're you're all looking at the same screen, discussing things at the same time. And I know that there are those games where people go in and they're what is it uh jeez uh i don't know what they're called gabe plays them i know you play it from time to time where oh battle royale 
you know, the, the open world games where you go in and you, you try to kill everybody and get their treasures. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. The, 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 those are the battle royales. It's like Apex okay. Legends or Fortnite. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Something like that, but without the ability for people to just randomly jump in. It's just a group of a few people getting together, playing in a in a in a D and D kind of like World of Warcraft, but not the open format like that. Uh, so you're you're, t- you're talking about like not an MMO, but like more of like a closed off group setting. And there are actually a few games that are like that. Yeah. And, and um, I I actually for- have forgotten to tell you this. I don't know if you've seen it yet. They're remastering Kingdoms of Amalur. The... I, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm I'm, I'm halfway excited for it. But it, <laughs> I, um, it, it depends. Like uh, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who plays it too, and who liked it just as much as me. And um, we're both very apprehensive because that game that game could have been so much more than what it was. And I don't want to call it a disappointment because it truly isn't. Because it's one of those games where you can go in and just play and, and enjoy, and the, just just the narrative was fun. The storyline was was for me great. It's kind of falls into that uh, genre of the types of books I like to read, where you're you're you know you're you're dealing in with with a lot of fantasy, more fantasy than you are. Um, Skyrim was an open world game, and I like the idea of Skyrim, but. <laughs> And, and for all the people out there that like Skyrim, I'm, I'm certainly not knocking Skyrim, but I just thought that it was dark in some ways, that the world always seemed grayish and dark. And I didn't play it enough, to be fair, to make a fair judgment on that. Um, I probably would have liked it more if I would have played it. But unfortunately, um, like you, your brothers followed in your footsteps. I had to, I've bought either three or four Skyrims now because they play it so much... <laughs> They wore it out, and I had to Jesus buy. I Christ. bought. I bought Skyrim for Xbox One, and nobody yeah. was supposed to touch that. But that's been played. So the only the only thing I haven't bought Skyrim for yet, I believe, is uh, my PlayStation. Gee, I don't know. Is it either a four? four. Yeah, yeah, four. I, is it a four? Yeah. I, yeah. That that shows you how much I play games. But and, um, and you don't. You haven't bought it for your Alexa, which you don't have. You can actually buy Skyrim for Alexa. What's what's Alexa? Alexa is like uh like the it's the I don't know how to describe it. it's the little module that you buy oh, that like you connect st- with all your electronics. Yeah, well, yeah. I we have it, but it yeah the kids. You have an Alexa? I think so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sarah Sarah got one, and the kids. Well, being at the age they are, they use Alexa to try to get Alexa to say inappropriate things, of course. so Of course. It, I would do the same thing. Yeah, well, I do too, but it's it's just fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But <laughs> we, totally, we totally got sidetracked. That was my bad. So to kind of bring it back, you had, you've been mentioning a lot um, – the adapter, the Sega Master System adapter, and that's such an that's such an important thing that I just wanted to give some quick history on. The Sega Master System actually came out a year before the Sega Genesis, and this was an 8-bit console, but it did not sell really well in Japan. And so, in order to bring a lot of those games to the mainstream, still because there are so many amazing games on the Sega Master console master system they created that adapter which um you've been talking about a lot and that's one of those things that i remember you know of course you 
you had bought. And so I got to play some of those amazing games, which I think enhanced the uh, Genesis experience for me personally. So I'm, I've always been thankful for that because like, there's some amazing games on that console and the music is, I like some of the music on that. The, so Sega master system games better than the Genesis games. Cause they, they just pushed the boundaries of what they could do sonically with that console. It was amazing. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing in that Sega went away. Dreamcast was kind of started to seem like it was going to be good, and it it, it just didn't come to it. I guess it just yeah, there's a whole story behind that. There's a huge, huge story about like marketing and what they did wrong. They did some really bad orientation with the controller they did a lot of things wrong with that console and that's kind of the nail in the coffin for them in terms of console creation yeah i don't even know if uh, sega's even a company anymore i, I mean they I are don't. and, they and are. i don't know if they're if they would ever come back into the market and build another system but i would definitely if they did i would definitely i would definitely seriously <laughs> consider getting it over everything else because when when the sega came out the sega genesis and I played it and me and my friends looked at the graphics and we're like wow this is just this is just insane um when i went out and, and i bought the older games one of the older games that i really liked that i don't think you've ever played maybe you have maybe you haven't you couldn't buy it it was just hard to find um i always had to rent it from starway it was called rygard and it was this mm, i've heard of it it was it was it was, a, it was a simple game where you basically had a dude, then you went around and and it was all memorization and and timing and everything. But at the end of the game, I don't know why this it sticks in my memory. You you basically win the game and you would ascend into the clouds and you would go to Asgard. And and the way they did the graphics at the end of the game for an eight bit game was just really really cool i mean it was just it was it was a good sense of accomplishment finishing that game sometimes when you finish a game like i said you're just left with this that's it you know the that's all you got and with this game when you finished it it wasn't necessarily easy it was definitely challenging for that style of game but when you got done you you felt good about (laughs) you felt good about yourself (laughs) hey hey dude i totally get it like there's some of those games like you you know I was addicted to Super Meat Boy ten years ago, and when I one hundred percented that game, the 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 sense of elation I had, like I still talk about it ten years later, having done that. So I totally get it. I totally Super, get it. Super Meat Boy that that was the type of game that would cause me to lose my temper. That's how that's how Nintendo consoles got destroyed. That that's game. how. Yeah, that's that how two of my Xbox 360 controllers got destroyed. In your basement, on that <laughs> concrete floor, I spiked not one but two controllers off the ground because ah. of that game. Not very proud of that, but um, yeah, your floor one. your floor yeah. is intact. <laughs> that, like, I, I tried playing that game, and, and, and I think the boys... I, I think they've tried it a few times, but I, yeah, no, no, I, I don't play those type of games anymore. <laughs> no, I don't blame you, dude. I don't blame yeah, you. Like... Councils, councils are a little more expensive than $25. <laughs> Nowadays. Yeah. Unless you go to the pawn shop, but, um, that actually kind of leads me to my next question because with the super Nintendo also being released around the same time, and obviously you were talking about how you originally started back on the original Nintendo, uh, what were the impressions that you saw 
about Sega Genesis during its heyday. I know you mentioned that you weren't super big into the gaming world then, but was it like, did you feel like it was an all-out war between Sega and Nintendo, or was it like they were doing different enough things that they were able to peacefully and harmoniously exist together? No, no, I think Nintendo has tried to bury everybody. When, When Genesis came out and... The 16-bit Genesis. I think that's right, right? 16-bit? Yeah. Yep. Um, when that came out, it. Um, I think that, that was the first, <laughs> that was the first uh, march on the battlefield because it was so much better than regular Nintendo that I think Nintendo had to up its game in a way that... I, I, think, I think if... I think if Sega with the Dreamcast had done better with its marketing and the things that you're talking about, we'd still be seeing things going on today between Sega and Nintendo. Um, I, I guess has the uh, Nintendo switch, which I think is a cool system. I like the idea of being able to take your system on the go, you know, and, and, and for little, if you're a huge gamer, that's that's something really, really nice. And I've seen people, you know, they, they do different things with them. And I think that's something really, really cool. However, back then, I'll get back to what we're discussing. Back then, okay. I think I think Sega did a much better job. And I think Nintendo was either losing sales or I don't know. I don't know if there's like the, a, a huge ego in the gaming world. There seems to be that there one always up, is. Yeah, that, that one-upmanship idea that you got to do better and you've got to be bigger and you've got to be larger than the last system that came out and you got to offer things and and I think that Sega had Sega done better with 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 that generation of Dreamcast ideas and things like that, it, it could still be going on. And, and like I said, if they were to ever do anything else, I would seriously consider taking a look at it. Yeah, Sega actually exists in Japan. Like, it still exists. They do a lot more of, like, pachinko games and things of that nature, which is basically just gambling. But um, they still own a lot of their old IPs. You know, like, if anybody ever wants to do anything with Sonic, they have to get permission from Sega. And obviously, they have to pay royalties to Sega, you know? And, like, Sega... Sega's been a little bit more lenient about letting some of those IPs go. Like uh, Streets of Rage 4 just came out this year, and that was uh, Dotimu and uh, Lizard Cube. And there's one other, I think it's Game Crush. I believe that's the third studio. That You know, they all together, those three studios came together and were like, hey, we want to do a rematch, or we want to do Streets of Rage 4. Obviously, it isn't on your guys' horizon to make a fourth game. We think we can do it justice. And of course, Sega was like, yeah, we'll just pass off the IP to you. Go ahead and make it. Um, And they they did a remaster of uh, two of those three companies were involved in the remaster of one of the uh, oh god uh, Wonder Boy no, games like Wonder Boy Wonder Boy 3 yeah so they did a remaster of that a few or a remake of that a few years back and so Sega has been a little bit more lenient about letting certain IPs be remastered or a sequel being made from other companies but um, yeah I don't see them jumping into the console market anytime soon unfortunately well in a, in a way I'm okay with that because um, as I've said before Again, not not trying to offend any of your fan base or anything like that. Um, <laughs> Don't worry about that. Um, I'm not big into the whole anime thing. Um, I 
it, it, some of it's fun to watch. Um, I still don't understand why they're yelling all the time. Um, in the in the cartoons, I just don't get the yelling. I don't know what that is. Uh, and when I when I when I've seen some of the remakes, like the Fantasy Star games, the later versions of the Fantasy Star games, they they totally went away. Kind of what they did with Fantasy Star. When you play the very first Fantasy Star uh, from the, the the original Nintendo console, it's nothing like what what Fantasy Star became, and it's got that anime flair to it or that style which is fine i'm not I'm yeah. not, like again i'm not knocking it it's just not what i like um so if they were to 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 set up the like the sega genesis or sega were to come back of course i would be expecting them to revisit all the things i like um and that chances of that are very very slim and like i said if they they were to do something i i would consider it but if it was all uh looking like um <laughs> if they if, if they were to take like some of the games I really really enjoyed and and, and put that into it, I would probably be uh, a little a little bitter, to say the least. Yeah. But again, I, I you know the boys like those that style. I know you you like that style. And there's a lot of people that I know that find that style very very intriguing very very they, they really very very much enjoy it and for me i'm um you know i i i grew up with or not grew up but you know of course when i grew up there were no video games you went outside and smacked each other with sticks and stuff but when it, as all good children do yeah, exactly. but you know <laughs> i we had an atari we played pong until you couldn't play pong anymore but the idea that I don't know. I, I, what I'm trying to say here is that I, I, it would be hard to revisit. It, it's easier just to play the old games and, and, and enjoy that than, than hope that, that they're going to make a console that, that caters to everybody's likes and dislikes. And, and that I think that goes for all the systems out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, two things I want to say there. One, I like to refer back to Fantasy Star. That's specifically the first one to the second, third and fourth one, like from the first one, it was such a unique game and they like, it was very dungeon crawly. It was from a first person view when you're outside any of the towns. And then the second one did away with that. And you started to slowly see that evolution of moving into this anime style. And I don't like, I like the anime style up to a point. Uh, the reason why they do like a lot of the onomatopoeias and the yelling and stuff is because that's kind of like a hyper-sensationalism or, you know, a very ramped up version of what actually happens in Japan. Like, so for example, like to get like, this is a complete uh, tangent, but uh, yesterday in class, uh, I was having that my students do like a race, like they were saying different types of weather and they were racing the whole classroom and this is like one of the safe ways i can teach through COVID 19 and so they had a minute to we had a minute to get through 33 students saying like sunny cloudy blah 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 blah. we got through that and then so i was like okay good job guys awesome and then i push it down to 40 seconds and all of them were like moody muzukashi which means like that's difficult. I can't do it. But like the, eh, like that's, that's an actual thing in this culture. And so it's weird because like, obviously having watched anime for a portion of my life, not knowing that that's actually like, I thought it was just like some weird style of content, but turns out that like, that's actually 
a little bit how they act in this culture, which was kind of interesting and fascinating to me. But, um, I, I, you know, I wouldn't have guessed that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, obviously it's a hyper sensationalized version in anime though. That's, you know, that's the thing there. But, um, I forgot the other thing I was going to say, to be honest with you, because I went too long. I went too tangential, but, um, I, yeah, I, Oh, the other thing I was going to tell you. Sorry, I got to it. My brain got to it. So on the Nintendo Switch, they've actually released uh, what are called Sega Ages games. Mm-hmm. And there's some of the old Sega Genesis games you can purchase, like, like singly or as a pack. Oh, yeah? And they're, like, some of your favorite, you personally, your favorite Sega Genesis games that you can play on the Switch. So you might have to steal... Um, my little brother's switch for a bit, just so you can play some of those. Well, I can ground him. Oh, that's a good idea. I can ground him, take it away from. No, uh, <laughs> what games are you? What games are you referring to? Um, I'd have to go through the list. I'm pretty sure. Fan- no, no worries. I, Fantasy I Star, the original Fantasy Star is on there though. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he's fucking grounded. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. But um, yeah, he, he, that's what he gets. Done. It's done. But actually, yeah. I want to know, what were some of the first games you actually purchased? I know you mentioned Strider was one of the first games. Well, Str- Strider came with the console. When I bought the console, Strider came with it. Um, so my, the first game I believe I purchased, um, Ghost and Ghouls. We rented it, and then I bought it. Um, Golden Axe. Wonderful um, game. Uh, what else? Well, of course, I bought Miracle Warriors. Um, Fantasy Star, Raston, and there was one called Wise. Wise, the Vanished Omens. Yep, and there was one called Lord of the Sword. Yep, and those were my favorite games. Those four games there, but then I ended up buying um, uh, what was that game? It was horrible. Sword of Sodan. Yes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's so bad. I still have it. It's so bad. Yeah. I was so excited for that game to come out. Um, uh, and then waited and waited, and when he came out, and I started playing it, and I was, what were the the sounds? The sounds uh, were horrible. Uh, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, was, and I think I think what they tried to do with that is they tried to emulate like a arcade game. Like, would you go into the arcades? Yeah. And that's and I think that's what they were trying to do with that. And and it was so it, it was horribly done, and it was harder than it needed to be because it was just the, and, and the movements were so. The, it, garbage. The, it, was it was just garbage. It was, yeah. it was such a bad game, dude. It was. Yeah. It really was. I. And 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 it just yes. And so from there, I I um, what was the next few games? The, the, oh, geez, what am I thinking? I bought Shining in the Darkness. Yep. And that game was super hard. That was that was reminiscent of. Um, Fantasy Star yes. and Wise and Miracle Wars, and you'd get in these dungeons and you'd just be in there forever. And uh, it was a hard game, and, and to this day is one of the hardest games I've ever played. And then, of course, Shining Force came out, and um, I was in Korea for a year when that came out, and I'd play it, and um, I'd leave my room unlocked. There's a couple guys that wanted to learn to play it, and they'd come in my room, and I'd come out for work, and there'd be like 10 guys in my room. <laughs> what? Playing, playing Shining Force, and then when, of course, when I got back from Korea, you took that over, and uh, um, and I, I finished up 
that one in Korea, and then I finished up Fantasy, or not Fantasy Star, excuse me, Shining Force 2 at home. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a game I bought that I had, the, the first game I have to admit, the first time I bought a game that I didn't complete it, was that Might and Magic game. That game. <laughs> Dude, that game is, like, to this day, anyone's like, oh, the hardest game in the world is this. I'm like, go play Might and our might and magic gates to another world on the sega genesis because i promise you you'll never finish that game oh my god hours of playing that game playing that game and listening to hootie and the blowfish's first album at the same time hootie and the blowfish alanis morissette matchbox (laughs) 20 those were the three (laughs) albums in rotation when you play that game and it was so fun sitting down like i remember when we used to live on base housing and like we'd sit on that old couch yeah, and I I would just sit there and watch you play it for hours, and I actually I have this vivid memory of you like going into this bushland, like, and you have to fight like a thousand orcs. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what the hell is this game? Like, how how do you even like you have six D and D rolled styled characters? Like that game is like true to a D and D campaign, oh, and then. Yeah. And you have to fight a thousand orcs as six characters. Like this game's nuts. So yeah, it's, it was in the time before um, social media was was a thing, and, and you didn't yeah. really know how to beat these games. And what it turns out is you you can't beat that game. You just beat different campaigns. But in order to beat the different campaigns, that's like a lifelong game where you're building your characters up. And then, and after a while, you know, when you're playing video games, the whole mentality of playing video games is getting to the end, accomplishing the win. And that game, it's it that game's for somebody who just wants to <laughs> to grind. And, and, and it's okay because, you know, grinding out video games is something that you do and something that you had to do in the older versions of games. But yeah. there comes a point when... Um, that's just not fun anymore. Yeah, the juice is not worth the squeeze at that point. That game, I swear to God, that 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 game. Uh, I, so I never, I don't think I ever told you this. About ten years ago, I was like, you know what? He didn't finish this game. I'm gonna finish this game so I can say I did it for the both of us. I, I did it. Like I'll take the, I'll bite the bullet on that. So I went like online and I was, I was just reading a like a walkthrough and then I would do it step by step. The walkthrough never finished. No, so I of course never finished not. That game. You can't finish that game. There, <laughs> no, there, there's one one portion of that game where you have to go in, and and every one of your characters has to be an archer in order for you to get the accomplishment you need. But in order to win the accomplishment, you've got to spend like a month building up your archers. Just to, it's insane. It's just that that game is for people who. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I to be honest with you, I don't know who that game's for. I don't know what type of person would truly enjoy that game. But it, it, it not was, a sane person. No, no. It, I think it's for somebody who just gets Loves gets tired, gets tired of World of Warcraft, whatever it may be. And then I'm not yeah. knocking World of Warcraft, of course. But it's it's for those people that that enjoy just sitting in front of a screen for hours and hours and hours. Yep, I totally. Yeah, I agree with you. That game. But like it's like it's still really cool to think about like when you would play games on the Genesis just sitting on the couch. Obviously I always wanted to play, but 
watching you play those were some of my fondest memories that like i still have memories of now like sitting on the couch in our living room watching you just play some of those games and and listening to some of those early 90s rock albums and yeah 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 the thing the funny thing is is back to real quick to uh, might and magic that hmm. was the that was the game that um was, I think that was one of the last games I bought for Sega Genesis because then right after that I bought the PlayStation for you for Christmas and um, then after playing PlayStation 1 I was like holy crap this is like the second coming of the, the original Sega Genesis is so much better but anyways yeah yeah that was that was a that's a funny story in itself but um, I've told that one a lot basically you, you would you would ask me there was a commercial that came on the TV. I, I'll never forget this either. And you're like, hey, what do you think about that? I'm like, what's that? And that's like, oh, you said that's the PlayStation 1. That's a brand new video game console coming out. And I was I was basically unimpressed. I was like, we have the Sega Genesis. I don't, I don't yeah. need anything else, you know? <laughs> and then I remember you told me the story, obviously, years later. You're kind of like, well, too bad because I bought you one for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember, I remember opening it up on Christmas and I was like, eh. And then I played Battle Arena Toshinden 2, which was the game that came with the system. And I was like, okay, this is actually kind of cool. Come to find out years later that you had opened that and played it the night before. Well, you, right? always, have to, you always have to make sure things are working. The last, oh, thing I, that's, yeah, yeah. Mm. the last thing I wanted to do is give you a gift on Christmas Day and it not work. Yeah, that's, that, that makes perfect sense. I totally understand. No, that's that's actually, that, that's actually a lie. I just wanted to play it. <laughs> I don't blame you, dude. It was so cool. It was such a cool system. And yeah, I remember I remember actually watching you play Final Fantasy VII and you're like, I don't get it, and then I took it over and Oh yeah. That was it. That was yeah. that was the end of I think that was the last time I played uh the PlayStation. Um <laughs> that, that, after yeah. you took over that game and you're like, Hey, check this out and check this out and I, I was I I, I I yeah I I didn't get it I I, I still don't get that I <laughs> I've never played another Final Fantasy game yeah I, I actually don't, actually when I bought I don't think I, you'd get into it no I didn't I, I actually bought that Nintendo system I picked up um, from the store here in town sixty four no no the regular the, I went, when you were oh the original here, one that's right yeah, that's and, right and I actually went out and find found the Final Fantasy the original Final Fantasy game. And I picked that yeah. up before I sold it. I, I sold the console, got rid of it. Now I wish I, I had it you back. You did? Yeah. yeah, I did. Because, okay, so I didn't, the graphics, when you play it on the flat screen TVs, the new TVs were horrible. Yeah, and I didn't, yeah they're, and they're I didn't, butt. And I didn't know that you could buy an adapter. <laughs> so had, yeah. I, had I done just a little <laughs> research, but they're not that expensive. You can find those things pretty easily. No, yeah, th- those consoles are cheap. It's just the games. Yeah, so cheap. that's where I really messed up because the Final Fantasy original game, the one I had, came with the map and everything and pretty highly sought after right now. But, yep. yeah, well. You, li- you live and you learn. And, I mean, I've done the same thing. I think most gamers have sold games that they regret. So, I mean, that's all part of it. Yeah. kind of kind of adjacent related to final fantasy what was the one sega genesis game that has stuck with you the most over time that like just not necessarily has impacted your life but you like you'll be one day walking you'll be oh that sega genesis game i loved that game i remember that game what would that game be and why 
Huh. That's a good question. Uh, well, I probably have to say that um, just based on. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh... It's all right. I I'll tell I'll tell you while while you're thinking. I'll say that. Obviously, I mean, it's no surprise to anyone who's ever listened to anything I've done on video games. Shining Force 1 and 2 are the games. Those are my favorite games of all time. I have so many memories. I've played those games so many times. It's like it's it's like gaming comfort food. Every year, I get the urge to play one. Like, the other day, I was lo- watching a top 100 Sega Genesis games on YouTube, and then... Uh, somebody, of course, had put Shining Force 1 and 2 on there, and I just heard th- heard that music from Shining Force, the battle music. Yeah. And immediately I was like, oh, no, I want to play this game right now. And I, I've beaten that game at least 20 times, and I was like, I need to beat it a 21st time. That's yeah, just, you know, it's Shining Force games. games I think they even came out with a, a later version of Shining Force. I don't know, something like that. They've come out with so many. There are like 28 different Shining games. Really? Please tell me, did, yeah. they, did they animate the games? Yep, <laughs> they totally they totally animate it for the new consoles. Yeah, man, that's that just breaks my heart. Uh, I would, me too. I, I would probably have to say, believe it or not, uh, the the game um, that st- that sticks with me to this day is Wise. Um, I knew it, and I and the reason it. why is because I never officially beat that game. Um, and officially, I mean that I did everything I needed to complete the game to get to the last boss. But I made a mistake in the in the dungeon that leads up to the last boss, and I couldn't get out of it. And and, and I spent weeks, not not like days, but weeks. And it, 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 that game is the one game that I have regrets, and I have to go out and find it, and I have to go get the the adapter. I own it. I own it. It's all in your house. I have all of it. What you still have? have the, the, you have the I old have games the, that I used to have. Yeah, I have all of it, dude. I have all of it. It's in your house. I've told you this like four times. <laughs> you can go play it anytime you want. Do you have the? I have, uh, I have the, the adapter. adapter. I have the game. I have all of it. Yeah, you can play it anytime you want, man. What the fuck? <laughs> I told you. I told you this before. Oh man, this is bad news because I started cla- <laughs> classes again. <laughs> <laughs> dude i totally get it though i totally get it because like the it, part you're talking about is the exact part i got stuck at in yeah, that game and, and i and i messed it up because and and i know so oh man miracle warriors i i guess probably for me would be um it would be the shining force games and the reason being is is um i know you hear a lot of uh, rhetoric about how bad video games are and, and people talk about how kids are wasting time with video games and and to some extent especially with those new games like you were we were talking about the uh battle royale games yeah those games it, it can be a bit addicting for the kids and sometimes you kind of have to step in and say okay take a break but after after watching you play the shining force games and 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 becoming so engrossed in some of the things I really appreciated and then you uh, later on started reading some of the books I really enjoy like the, the the dark elf books and some of the other things and and I don't know if you've ever read the book 
um, I think you said you tried, but you didn't care for it. But the book that basically uh, your name comes from, uh, The Sword of Shannara. Yeah, I try. I tried it just like at the time I tried reading that book. Um, it just was, it was, uh, what's the word? Lengthy and yeah. just dense. Dense is the word I'm looking for. It was dense yeah. at the time yeah. that so, I tried reading it. Yeah, so the, the idea was that watching you play those games and, and, and I guess, you know, most parents would say that's not the best thing to pass on to a child. Uh, uh, however, um, for me that that was a proud moment watching you enjoy the things that i enjoy it was watching you immerse yourself into the things that i immersed myself into and knowing that that you would carry that forward was was one of those things that is great sure i'm I'm, maybe it would be better if i was somebody who did something that uh was beneficial to the whole world and then i could say you picked up where i left off and did something with it but that to me is not important because Sometimes when you play video games and, and you, you, you can glean a positivity from it that transcends into other portions and parts of your life. And I think that's what you've done with video games. And I think that's what where, 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 where video games get bashed from time to time. And of course, I don't care for some of them um, just because of my own personal preferences. But I think people miss the fact that with all the negativity going on right now, and I'm going to jump on over into that, and I apologize, but work with me here. Um, with all the negativity going on right now, when people play video games, they come together. It's kind of like when you go to a concert, and you can have people from all walks of life, ethnicities, whatever, and they come together and they enjoy the same thing. There's something very, very great and positive. And then when I watched you pick up that those things that I liked and, and, um, I can tell you your, your mother was very opposed. <laughs> I know. Very <laughs> opposed. And I was doing this horrible thing by buying you video games and, and, and things like that. And of course I listened to my better judgment, which I think was right. Um, I think so. Um, I think that when it all comes, when you, when you, when you, when you, when you, when you take all that for what's being said and you, and you kind of take it down to its basis, I think that right now what what we all need is to find positivity in anything we can and, and uh, a way to morally move forward. And video games actually sometimes instill that. When you play these RPGs and these, these hard games and, and they take weeks of, of dedication, and I know most parents will be like, well, if you dedicated your time to algebra or, or learning French or any of that other stuff... Um, you get more out of it, but I, I, I think you get just as much out of accomplishing things in video games and you can take anywhere else. And when you started playing those longer RPG games and really having a tenacity for it and really going after it. And then when you would finish doing that, you had that same expression on your face that I had on my face. Like, you know, it doesn't matter what else is going on in this world. I just kicked that game's ass. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you have some really good points. Uh, specifically about what's going on in the world right now because i think we've actually seen kind of the turning point on people consider considering games you know bad 
quote unquote. Like, obviously, a lot of things are bad if they go beyond that moderation scale. And with a lot of stay at home orders recently having been in place and pandemic and everything that's going on in the world, um, you saw a huge influx of people playing video games like Nintendo Switch sales were insane. Like you couldn't even buy you couldn't even buy a Switch in Japan where they're manufactured because they were shipping all of them to the US because they were selling out everywhere in the US because everyone was buying Animal Crossing, which is a great great thing. I mean, like I'm not into Animal Crossing, but it's cool that like it's become the point now where gaming is a legitimate source of media because it is so popular now and it's really cool because i'm not into fortnite personally i tried it out it was enjoyable for the time i had with it but um it keeps a lot of people out of trouble you know like of course you know there's that point where some people get addicted and that's the moderation thing but it also keeps children out of trouble i've read stories where um you know children didn't get to have like a birthday party because of the pandemic. So they hopped on Fortnite to play and they would go into these chat room or like they go into these chatting parties and then people would throw these children parties like actual birthday parties, you know, or um, there have been multiple studies that have been released talking about how video games improve critical thinking, hand-eye coordination, um, things of that nature. And like you were saying, some games are didactic in that they are trying to teach you like to uh, like instill a moral within you or give you a new way to look at things and it doesn't even have to be an rpg you know it can be anything at this point and so i think it's important to note that yeah and i think you're right i mean from your own experience you uh, if i'm if i'm not if i'm mistaken correct me but you and morgan met through video gaming and then formed yep. your band and, yep. and for anybody that hasn't gone out and gone to YouTube and and at least listened to or, or or what is that? Not YouTube, Apple Music, iTunes. That's it, iTunes. In you can buy Parking Lot Astronauts' first album. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally I'm totally plugging it right now. I still listen. I, I still listen to that album. I still Thank listen you. to Beautiful Spirals. Um, Thank you. The, the connection that you make through video games. Like, I remember um, people bashing Pokemon Go. I would never play Pokemon Go. I helped play it. But but if people take a moment to remember what Poke, what happened during Pokemon, how many people got out of their houses? How many people, until people started cheating and making the cheat things and made it easier. But before that happened, there were so many people out and about talking to each other. And people would walk up and talk to each other that they didn't know. People, it didn't matter what you looked like. You just wanted to get that Pokemon and you're willing to risk that social boundary to go out and connect. And, and, and I think that people sometimes miss the mark i had a lot of people bashing look at look at the nerds out on you know social media going for pokemon they're, they're, they're finally out of the house and they were com complaining and bashing it and i was like man i all i see is a lot of people out and about and talking and 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 sharing and 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 that's what some of these online games can do you can i, I got a friend a guy that i that used to work for me in the military and i mountain bike with and, and road cycle with he met his wife playing world of warcraft Yep. They have two kids. They're happy. It's it's 
it's more than just a waste of time. And you, and you can look at it that way if you're one of those driven people that's this focused on personal gain and things like that. And 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 I'm not I'm not bashing people that go out and they make something for themselves that they want. But at the same time, you have to give credit where credit is due. And and video games truly have to be considered part of the platform that created social media because you really have to look at it that way because what video games instilled is this need to connect and talk to other gamers and find out what they're doing to how do i beat this game and and at first it was magazines and then it was chat rooms and then social media came along and things just blew up and look how many people and you can attest to this are making some type of financial basis from video games and 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 my my boys will watch other people play video games and they find extreme joy in that um and and who am i to say that's stupid i mean the things i do might some people might think is stupid and when i go on my hikes in the mountains and run into grizzly bears i mean that a lot of people think that's stupid okay you want you want to cuddle with nature you you do your thing i'm not going to judge you but no i i agree with you man i there there are so many different things video games do for people and i again i think i think it's kind of hitting a turning point where people don't consider video games as stupid anymore like there's so much gamification in the world right now like i've been using uh, a few apps to learn japanese and the gamification in those apps is insane it's like it's like a video game and i'm like and i'm like Man, video gaming and the concept of gaming has just permeated so many different cultures in so many different ways at this point. So, yeah, I mean, there's complete validity in that. And for like, like I said, video games mean something to each person individually. Like for me, when I was younger, it was a way to connect with you. Um, It was a way it was like it was a constant to make sure that no matter what we were able to hang out and do something, you know, and you, you being in the military, you worked long hours. Um, I was a young kid at the time, didn't quite understand what was happening. Like you had to, you had to be in Korea for a year. I didn't quite understand that I was four at the time. And then when you came back, like one of the, con- there are multiple constants, obviously we did other things, but one of those constants was video games. And then when I got a little bit older, um, and then you and my mother got divorced, that that was one of my constants to kind of decompress from the world and it just remove myself from situations that I wasn't emotionally and mentally equipped to deal with. And that's what gaming kind of evolved into for me. And now that I've gotten older, it means many different things. You know, like I've talked I've talked about this a lot. Rock band ended up leading to me learning to play the real drums. Um, I, you know, I formed multiple podcasts as a result and I met some amazing people through these podcasts. Um, so, you know, I've, I wouldn't say I've become a public figure because I, I'm not anywhere near that point, but like I'm, I put my opinion and my jokes out to the public and, um, through gaming and things of that nature. And I just like, I'm thankful that I've had gaming to take me on this journey and it all started from one system, which was the Sega Genesis. Yeah. The, um, one of the de- best systems of all time. Definitely. Definitely. I actually just so, I just bought um 
I, I bought one and it broke and it would cost more to fix it. So I just bought another yeah. one and I've been buying yeah. a few games here and there, but I, I got Ghosts and Ghouls again. <laughs> well, you're, you, when you find my box full of games that you bought originally that I still have and some other games that I've bought, you're going to have some fun because there are a ton of games I, in there. I honestly wish you hadn't told me that because... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the worst student in the world. I'll procrastinate, and if I, uh, I gotta uh, remember Chacken, the Forever Man. It's in there. Yeah, that that actually game was based on a comic that I was reading. Yeah, yeah. that that's a that's a hard game. It's I, a please, brutal please, game. Please tell me you destroyed Echo the Dolphin. I no, it's still in there. <laughs> <laughs> that game, oh, I, that, that game makes me so yeah. angry. Yeah, that game is. Yeah, I will never play that game again. I don't blame you, dude. It's it's such a cool concept, but it's difficult. Oh, that game, game gives me nightmares. Specifically, one spot. But um, I know you got to get going, so I'm going to ask you one final question, and then, unfortunately, but necessarily, well, I got we, time. we can wrap it. That's up to okay. you. That's up okay. To you. Well, okay. Let me. I don't Let's... have to be to work for an hour, and, and if I don't go to work, I really don't care. Okay, okay. Well, then let me let me throw some games by you then, and just kind of tell me like what they mean to you. So obviously, you, you, we talked about Fantasy Star, we talked about um, Miracle Warriors, which Miracle Warriors was an amazing, amazing RPG that for was the an... Sega Master System. Yeah, that was another game I never finished because I screwed up, and and that that game was. God, I think I played eight hours a day every day Damn. that I was off probably for a month and a half to get to where I was at. And I and I had screwed it up early in the game and I just didn't have <laughs> I, I just didn't have the uh, the Agents. drive, the drive to go back and do it again. So it's yep. been it's been all these years now. I may just revisit that one for sure. Hey, it's down. It's down with the other games. Yeah, stop saying that. <laughs> Sorry. I actually, you know what's funny is uh, I believe it was right before I came to Japan four years ago, almost four years ago now, I sat down and I beat that game because I was like, you know what? I remember you saying you had never beat it, so I was like, one of us has got to do it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. one of us has got to complete that. So it's such a good game, though. Yeah, such a fun game. It's a it's another difficult game. It's, n- it's another one of those games that just doesn't hold your hand at all. Um, What about do you? So do you remember Rastin? You remember that game for the Sega Master System? Refresh my memory. Okay, so you're like the little Viking-looking dude, and he has a hammer, and it's very arcade-driven, and you it's like side-scrolling from left to right. It came out for the Sega Master System. Um, the first level is kind of like this cl- cliffside-looking area. The second area is like a jungle area. Oh, man. I think so. That, like, obviously, yeah. that one didn't leave a big impression on me. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so we mentioned Lord of the Sword is one of those games that, like, whenever I look at Sega Master System uh, lists, it's it's never on there uh, as, like, a great Sega Master System game. And, and I can see why. I can see why it isn't, um, because it's really clunky. It, it's, it's not the graphics on it aren't anywhere near as, and the music wasn't cool. No, but, the music was not cool. <laughs> But for some reason, I would play that game for hours, and I just wanted to beat it. It was one of those, I was committed. I had to beat it, and I never beat the final, the boss. Um, mm. 
I like that game. It, it was all memorization. It was all timing. But at the same time, it was just something fun about that game. And maybe it was because, um, maybe it was just because, if I'm being honest, at that point in time, I was really unhappy with my life. And it was easy to immerse myself in these games and, and find some levelness in my life outside of what was happening around me. Yeah. Yeah, no, that game is very reminiscent to me of, like, Wonder Boy. Like, they play very similarly. Obviously, two different tones completely. Wonder Boy looks a little bit better. The music's a little bit better in Wonder Boy. But they're the same style of game. Yeah, I never played Wonder Boy. I think I watched you play it once or twice. But I, 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 Lord of the Sword, to this day, I still still have good memories of that game. It's an awesome game, dude. I, I, I think I think it's one that's underrated, um, just simply because not a lot of people know about it, unfortunately. Yeah, and even but. when I would talk, my source of information for the Master System games was this big, big bear of a man that worked at um, one of the convenience stores, and I'd go in and we'd talk for hours about the games and what to do and he'd beaten every game and all, all he lived for was buying Mountain Dew cigarettes and playing Sega Master System so he worked at the convenience store best place for him but he, he knew everything about those games and and um, sadly I used to see him around town until recently I don't know what's happened to him but anyways he was he was my source of information you know what more could you want in life yeah now is uh, yeah, Wonder Boy, ugh. the ending of that game, that last boss. Okay, so one game I didn't hear you mention that is a very important Genesis game, Altered Beast. So Altered Beast was an arcade game before, and and I think Sega must have been doing arcade games long before the Little Systems came out. They Al- did. Yeah. Altered Beast, again, cool graphics, fun to play. Not super easy, but easy enough that it didn't just leave that. That um, yeah, Ultra Beast is fun. It's one of those games that you play. You could play it right now and have fun with it. But it, yeah. for me, it just was never one of those games that um, that I would revisit. That's, um, that's or, interesting. You don't want to power up. Power up. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about power up. You used to think yeah. you power used to up. you used to love that part of the game when you were little. You thought that was Dude, great. I, I'm 30 years old and I still love that. <laughs> Every time he says power up, yeah, yeah, oh, you know, it gives it, me tingles. I, I guess um, so. You know, Altered Beast. When I bought the Sega Genesis, came with the Sega Genesis. Yes, and yeah. it was a game that came with it, and <clears throat> I played it. And I think I beat it within like a week or so. Um, wasn't super hard. Um, the last level is kind of a difficult yeah, level, yeah, but yeah, that's, is, that's about it. It is. But the, the, the cool thing about Altered Beast was it was a great introductory game into the Genesis world. Um, it was that game that got you hyped. Um, And, and I enjoyed it. And then when games like Strider came out with the graphics and... But but the games that I truly enjoyed were all the, the RPG games, the games that you really invested your time in. Yeah, yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, realistically, you could probably 
if like you know the game well enough you've memorized everything you can beat altered beast in an hour it's not a long game but it's just you have to spend time with it like to memorize all the patterns and memorize how to kill everything and it does take some time so that makes sense did you ever play this is going to be kind of a left field one did you ever play the aladdin game for the genesis i did i played actually owned all the disney games at one time um the hardest disney game i ever played was aladdin that um i think i always get to where he's on the magic carpet down in the uh where all the lava's at and i'd always get killed. cave of wonders yeah cave yeah. of wonders kicked my kicked my ass um yeah. i i my favorite Disney game um, was uh, actually the Lion, the Lion King. No, Fantasia. Oh, Fantasia is too freaking hard. That game. <sighs> I guess I'm not a real good gamer because if I ever play a game that's just too hard, and, and I, <coughs> excuse me, I guess it's more anger management than it is gamemanship. I just knew that certain games would would trigger in me a response yep yep <laughs> that my counsel, totally get that that my console wouldn't recover from so some of those <laughs> some of those games i just kind of pushed to the side but <clears throat> i really enjoyed the lion king game um the graphics were great the music was amazing yeah i mean everything about that game was fun um <clears throat> But, that's another uh, hard one though oh yeah yeah I, yeah the, the final battle between uh scar and and you i finally figured out how to win but um i loaned it out to some guy when i was in korea and he never gave it back and i never rebought it which i wish i had now because that game i like that game a lot fantasia would just you'd get to a certain fantasia where the game was just stupid hard it's it's not even fun hard it's and it's not even a challenge anymore it's just it's just an exercise in um futility exactly yeah no like it gets to the point in that game like it's cute at first because obviously you have all of the the uh 16-bit style versions of the songs that they use in the film and it's cute controlling mickey as he shoots like music magic power at enemies or jumps on them but then it gets to the point where they just shove as many enemies as physically (laughs) possible at you and then you're just like nah nah and like you're trying to do like pinpoint precision platforming with the sega genesis controller during that era and it's just like it gets to the point exactly what you're saying it's not fun anymore like the first level or two they're enjoyable yeah after that you never need to play that game again. No, so. no. Uh, and that's uh, sometimes, unfortunately, video games take that turn. It's true. And if you ever want to play it, it's down with the other games. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, it really yeah, is. Yeah, that'll be the one game besides Echo the Dolphin that I never revisit for sure. For sure. I get that. Did you ever play Game Ground? What? Game Ground. Never heard of it. Okay, so is this game that, like, you have a selection of three characters, and you're put on this, like, I don't want to say map, but this level, and you have enemies oriented a certain way, and they each have different abilities, and your characters have different abilities. Like, they, one guy can shoot, like, a really long bullet, or he can shoot a series of short bullets, or one person has a bow and arrow that can fire really far or really close. And basically, you you are collecting these miniature characters that turn out to be normal characters, and you're trying to get through these different scenarios. It's kind of it's kind of like a tactical game, 
I'm surprised you never played it because like, I felt like it would have been right up your alley hmm. back in the day. I, I never heard of it, and, and that might just be because it, with 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 Sega Genesis, as soon as the games came out, it, it was hard it was hard to find them, and it yeah. could be because of the fact that when I was playing these RPG games that take forever. My, that's all I was focused on. So these games could have come and gone, and I'm still immersed in, you know, Miracle Warrior or Wise or or whatever. And yeah, you know, because because <laughs> I wasn't very good at video games. I'm sure it took me <laughs> a lot longer than your average gamer to get through some nah. of these. <laughs> nah, dude. Like during that during that period of time, games were just ridiculously hard. So I I don't think it's that at all. Honestly, I really don't think it's that you were bad or anything like well, that. Well, you know, some I guess when I say bad, I mean um, patience-wise. <laughs> That's fair, dude. That's fair. I totally get it. But uh, I, you know, it's uh, yeah. I'd never even heard of that game. That's that's interesting. You can, so they have actually for the. PS4 and the Xbox One, they have a Genesis collection, which is what last year when I was playing the two Shining Force games, they have a bunch of games on there. They have Fantasy Star 2, 3, and 4, not 1, unfortunately. They don't have any of the Master System games, but they do have that game. Game Ground is on there, and it's a fun game. You're you're saying Shining Force can be played on PlayStation 4? Yeah. 1 and 2. God damn it. Okay. I I know, man. I know. It's 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 a we're in 2020. I just I, I just spent what I don't know, close to 150 dollars getting Shining Force one and two. <laughs> Jesus, I wish. Yeah. Well, I thought I had told you probably did, and I probably let it go in one ear and out the other. But it's it's cool to have the old games. But now I can yeah. play it with the graphics of PS4. That's kind of cool. Yeah, 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 for sure. And the nice thing is, if those ones don't, like, those cartridges don't work, you test them out and they don't work, they're down with the other games, because I own those as well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You can always just turn around and sell it, dude. Nah, nah, you don't sell stuff like that. No, no, don't, 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 because I've made that mistake so many times. Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. I'm I'm stalling here because I'm trying to I'm looking through the list I'm trying to make sure I don't forget any games that like were particularly important that I remember you had bought when I was a child. No. Did you ever actually play Sonic 3D Blast? I here you go. So Sonic is iconic with Sega Genesis, and I've never liked the Sonic games. I've never bought the Sonic games. I've only played the Sonic games. When um, I think th- I think you can play Sonic games on other place on other systems. When, you can, uh, yes. Yeah, so when when other people have played them, I just there's something about those games that's so irritating to me, and and, and I just <laughs> I I, pl- I played it a little bit, and I'll be honest with you, um, yeah, I I, just, I didn't enjoy them. I I actually enjoyed. Uh, what was the name of that game that came out with the PlayStation? It was kind of like Sonic, but you had the um, like a Tasmanian Devil or whatever it was. Oh, shoot! I don't remember. It might have been a Tasmanian Devil game, actually. 
Well, no, it wasn't. It, it, you played it. I bought it for you. Um, Tasmania. There's Tasmania. No, no, it, it was. It was like. Man, I can't remember the name of that game. It was it was like Sonic in in the fact that when PlayStation came out with it, it, it almost became as big as Sonic. Um, Crash Bandicoot. Oh, play, yeah, PlayStation. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot. Anyways, I thought that game. I thought that I like that game better than Sonic. I will wholeheartedly agree with you on that. One hundred percent. I okay. So, did you ever play the Star Trek games? No. They had Star Trek Next Generation Echoes from the Past mm-hmm. and Star Trek Deep Space Nine Crossroads of Time. So here's the thing. Um, in, in my tiny little mind, when you take something for me that was as big and as, 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 as important as Star Trek, um, it took me – I wouldn't watch The Next Generation until after the sixth season because I was I, – I thought that coming out with The Next Generation was um, – Sacrilege after the very first series, and so playing a Star Trek game was would be even worse, you know. So um, I never tried them. <laughs> That's interesting. Like in retrospect, because like hearing your thoughts earlier about hearing how gamers can be so nitpicky, just to hear that, like, and I'm not I'm not shaming you here because I've done the same thing. To be nitpicky about something like that is kind of kind of funny to well, think about in retrospect. Yeah, and you're right, and, and it was kind of a ridiculous reason. But the truth is, um, Star Trek: The Next Generation. I don't know if you remember watching it with me, but that was huge for me. I love that show, and I still love that show. And, and when you told me I had I should watch Deep Space Nine because you thought it was could be possibly better, I. I I, I actually got a little angry about that until, <laughs> until I watched it. You're no son of mine. Right. And then I watched it. And then I remember and I watching the last episode together and both of us in tears. It was just, it, it is every, everything that, that they've done up until enterprise. Um, I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like I, yeah. I have heard that DS9 game is actually pretty decent. I've mm-hmm. heard the the TNG game is not so good. So I don't. I've never played them. I've always wanted to. So it might be some my yeah, someday have to. I, I've never. I've never played those games. I mean, I I just thought that you know it, it would be <laughs> insulting to Jean Luc if I played a game. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be so offended at you right well, now. And That's okay. He'd, he'd yell at me like he yells at Wesley. Number one, <laughs> get my boot. <laughs> um, okay, so did you ever play Bare Knuckle Ikarino Tekken, or also wise known in America as Streets of Rage? Never liked Streets of Rage. I never liked the fighting what? games. I don't. I don't like fighting games. Um, you said you played Golden Axe, though. You didn't like Streets of Rage. Yeah, but you got to be a, a dwarf or a warrior. I, I told you most of the games I played were fantasy based. That's what I really enjoyed. But dude, Streets of Rage has some of the most amazing and iconic music in all of video gaming, which I know you don't really care about, but it must be pointed out. It's important well, to you. Well, I know a lot of people, I mean, like Sonic and Streets of Rage, and a lot of people enjoyed those those games for sure. And, and, and for me, they just, it just wasn't fun. It just wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted my experience to be. That's fair. 
I do. Okay, so I do. I remember this one time when I came into the living room um, back when we used to live on base. Mm-hmm. And you thought I was sleeping. I kind of like snuck downstairs and you were so engrossed in this game. I remember you had your little blue tank top on and your booty shorts and you were playing the Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends game. And um, it was late at night. You're such a liar. (laughs) As soon as you said tank top, I knew you were lying. (laughs) The booty shorts didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't even have to get to booty shorts. I didn't even know that was a game for the Genesis. I'm, like I'm, like I told you, I'm looking through this list. <laughs> never, never heard of the Thomas the Train game. I'm sure, likely story. Yeah, right. <laughs> likely, no, um, keep, we'll keep that that under wraps. That's right. That's right. No one needs to know about that. Did you ever play uh, a game? I believe it's pronounced Valus or Valis. I've Did seen you ever it. Play? I, I saw it. I never tried it. Um, uh, I. I, like I said, I was, I was very adverse to trying games that um, didn't have a strong fantasy theme or some type of RPG. Um, Strider really wasn't fantasy, but at the same time, it kind of was like a science fiction-y kind yeah. of future fantasy thing, which was really, really cool. Um, it, it, outside of like playing the Disney games, I, I, I very seldom played anything that, that, that went beyond that genre. That's fair. I, I I vaguely remember, I think I bought the first, like, because there's the first and the third one, Valus, mm-hmm. for the Genesis. I've never played it, but it is a <laughs> fantasy-style game. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. it's down in the collection with the other stuff. And, 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 and the box downstairs, yes. <laughs> yes. I just wanted you to know that. Uh, yeah, okay. In case... Uh, in case, I, <laughs> yeah, in case okay. I want to find another excuse not to do my schoolwork. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking out for you. There you go. All right, the last one I got to ask about because this is more of a Super Nintendo game because that that was the console I played it on, mm-hmm. and it's the superior of the two, but it's on the Genesis. Um, Zombies Ate My Neighbors is probably one of my all-time favorite games mm-hmm. from that era of gaming. Did you ever play that game? No. Oh, dude, you gotta play it. I that, watched. Like, I, I think I watched watched you play it. Is that what uh, brought about Plants and Zombies? No, 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 no. no. Okay. So this, this it's a different. It's different. Um, actually, oh, do you remember the? I do go remember ahead. you playing that. Now that's the one where you would go in and out of the like the grocery stores and. Yeah. Yeah, I remember no, yeah. that now. Yeah. Okay. So like. Uh, Actually, that that same company made another game. I actually had you buy me for my birthday many, many years ago for the PlayStation 1 called Herx Adventures. Oh, Herx Adventures. That? That's a cool game. Yeah, so the, this, actually, that studio yeah. made that game as well. Actually, I had I did play Zombies Ate My Neighbor. You, you were playing it, and you asked me to play it, so I played it. it that is a fun game. I enjoyed that game. You should, you should play it sometime. Because it's also down in the collection. But anyways, <laughs> um, moving on. <laughs> no, there there are so many good games with the Genesis, and like, I think I think that's good talking there. But like, yeah, I just one of my favorite memories from childhood is yeah, just getting to play games with you. So I I'm always thankful for those times, <laughs> and I always I just always reminisce on that because yeah, it, it, they were turbulent times. Uh, 
right before you and my mother got a divorce and so i like i needed that consistency and it was always good to just be able to play video games with you whether it's the genesis or the ps1 at the time when that came out and um i was always playing monster rancher yeah you remember that game monster rancher yeah <laughs> monster rancher but yeah yeah second genesis man it, nothing like it it was a it was a and still is for me one of the best best platforms. Some of the best memories I have. Um, some of the best ways for me to, at the time, was the best way for me to escape some of the things I I didn't want to deal with. But uh, of course, yeah. of course, always sitting down, you sitting next to me playing those games are will always be, without a shadow of a doubt, the greatest memories I have and will hold. Yeah, yeah, dude. Likewise, seriously. Yeah, absolutely amazing games. Um, so the last question I have for you, if you had one minute to convince someone who has never, ever played a single game on the Sega Genesis, <laughs> and I will even allow you to include the adapter so they can play the Sega Master System games as well. Mm-hmm. If you have one minute to convince someone to give it a shot, what would you say? Well, basically, I'm just kind of... <laughs> I'm not very good at this kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> You're okay. Don't take it seriously. Well, I have to now. <laughs> I, I mean, I would take I, it very seriously. Okay, so what I would tell them is basically if they wanted to play the system that really changed the gaming world, because in my opinion, Sega Genesis took gaming to a new level and forced um, other systems to be competitive and to reach out and create games that they're probably playing now, their basis for that would be the Sega Genesis. And without trying that, they couldn't truly call themselves a true gamer because they never would have delved into the world that created what they're they're playing now. Um, the Sega Genesis, uh, by far, was a superior system way ahead of its time. And I know that that cliche is overused, but in, in, in the reality of gaming at the time, you had really, really cheesy PC games, and Nintendo had good games, but the graphics were far inferior. Um, it, the Sega Genesis was just the, the system that really set off, in my opinion, set off the gaming world into what it is now. And if yeah. I were to, to convince them, or try to convince them, I would I would probably pick... I'd probably pick Shining Force games. Not not Shining in the Darkness, but the Shining Force no, games. Because Shining Force games really, I mean, everything that, that, that some of the, they're just the games that, that kind of encompasses all those things that, that, that they're synonymous with RPG, the, the character building, the, 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 the time you're spending building up your characters or, or doing what you need to do is, 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 is just, in, it just transcends and, tra- you know, into other, the other things that people are doing out there gaming yeah. and and if you look at Skyrim you can see Shining Force when you look at Kingdoms of Amalur you can see Shining Force when you look even when you look at games like Fortnite the way they build the characters and they get their their things to some extent I mean of course in Shining Force you couldn't spend a hundred bucks a night and, <laughs> and, and, and make your characters better <laughs> microtransactions yeah that, so I, you know, I get that that's where the uh, economy has gone when it comes to video games but but I think the Sega Genesis is the basis for what what happened in the video game. I do believe Sega Genesis is got some of the complexities that the new gaming system has. But when you play Sega Genesis, there's a simplicity to it, 
and, and you're not caught up in some of the, the, the more new, the more difficult nuances of video gaming. And Sega Genesis offers you that 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 uh, that that nostalgia trip into um, where um, there was an innocence to get video gaming that doesn't exist right now. Right. Your alarm is going off. That's not mine. That's Sarah's. <laughs> oh. How dare her? <laughs> yeah, she's running everything. No, I um, I actually, I'd agree with you. Uh, one of the big things that I think people who aren't too familiar with Sega don't realize is that Nintendo was had pretty much cornered the market. Like Atari wasn't really a thing. There were some other consoles, but none were as big as Nintendo. And what Nintendo was doing is they were trying to be family-friendly, which I totally appreciate, understand, and respect. That's totally great. What Sega did was they came around and they made games for everyone, not just family-friendly games. They had things like Mortal Kombat that, at the time were extremely controversial because they depicted blood and gore, which was something that people didn't see in video games. They had all these games discussing um, slightly heavier subject matter, you know, um, Fantasy Star. Uh, granted, that was on the Master System ported, but it was interesting because Fantasy Star is like one of the most... um influential games i believe in video game I, I believe it is one of the most overlooked games of being influential because at that time a lot of games were very rooted in medieval style or these fantasy style but what fantasy started was it blended that fantasy that high fantasy with science fiction and it was such a it was such a innovative thing for its time in video gaming and you had that because of the genesis like the genesis didn't exist in that family friendly sphere so it was able to do all these different things and because of that which is exactly what you're saying nintendo had to up its game so super nintendo obviously came out you know fists uh being thrown guns blazing because they they wanted to compete and obviously Nintendo is a great company and they've done a lot of great things and you know they've existed this entire time they've they've done a lot of amazing things but it's kind of it's kind of like a I don't I wouldn't say a chicken and an egg conversation but it's more like a when you're discussing music and you're like would you have this genre of music without this genre maybe maybe not would we have the titan that Nintendo is today without Sega I don't know. I don't think but so. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, well, I think eventually it might have gotten there, but I think what Sega Genesis did was was um, speed up that evolution. They definitely uh, created a system that more people were walking away, even from great games like Legend of Zelda, um, were walking away from these, these iconic games because the graphics were so much better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Genesis was a true step up and it made it put everyone on notice. And um even though Sega didn't unfortunately have success after that, like the game Game Gear didn't do super well. The Sega Saturn was not great at all. The uh Dreamcast unfortunately was kind of the final straw. 
um which the dreamcast had some amazing games just the way things panned out it didn't work out so well um i believe that the genesis was the the best second console and if you get that adapter for the second master system even better because there are some amazing games on both of those consoles so yeah do you have like any last biting thoughts that you just need to get out about the sega genesis before we wrap this up um i kind of said it all there with my my minute spill trying to get somebody to play into it um (laughs) what i would say um is that you can buy sega genesis's right now there's relatively cheap i mean if, if you're a collector you could i found a couple online sealed boxed genesis for like a thousand bucks uh but i would Easy. i would highly encourage anybody that listens to this or anybody at all that i speak to about video games and i still do i always i always reference the sega genesis uh and um the graphics are still good. I mean, <laughs> the, I, I bought the adapter for the TV, and it's 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 not as great as say Kingdoms of Amalur, these other things you're playing. But the games are still engaging. They're they're fun. They're challenging enough. And like you said, um, they created something that nobody had created up until that point. And I think if if you consider yourself a true gamer, which I don't myself because I don't really branch out and try all the video games. But if you consider yourself a true gamer, if you don't go back and play, not just download the games for PS4, if you don't go buy a Sega Genesis and at least hold the little controller in your hand, a very, very simple controller to use, and and play that system, then you're doing yourself a disservice because you're missing out on one of the the iconic and one of the greatest systems ever created. Yep. I can't say it any better than that. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to leave it at that. And the last thing I will say is Shining Force is the best game of all time. But thank you, (laughs) Dad, for being here. Seriously, thank you for taking an hour and a half out of your busy schedule (laughs) to talk about gaming and you wearing a tank top. Yeah, man, yeah, tank tops. I wear them all the time now. One ticket to the gun. Well, two tickets, I guess, to the gun show. Two tickets. Yeah. It'd be two tickets. Very small. You're not one armed. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> Hopefully, never. But uh, seriously, thank you for being here. Of course, I appreciate you. Um, thank you to you, the listener, for hanging out and just letting us talk about the Sega Genesis for an hour and a half. Um, truly, if you've never experienced this console, there are so many different collections um, that exist out there. You can buy the games individually. Some of the best games from that console whether it's the switch the ps4 the xbox one um you should be able to get a hold of those games and you can even get a hold of a second genesis mini um if you like really really need to get some gaming in from that but please check out some of the games we talked about if you ever have any questions about the sega genesis dm me at any time or email me at swordchomp at gmail.com thank you for listening We're heading out. Be well. Stay safe out there. Still wash your hands. And I will see you on the next episode.